Hey, all you beautiful creatures. This is Jess and Brooke. Hey, hey, hey. And we are Awkward Awkward and and Afraid Podcast. Okay, so (laughs) if we don't make you feel awkward, you're... We make ourselves feel awkward. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So you should feel awkward with us because we are Awkward Awkward and and Afraid Afraid Podcast. On today's episode, we're taking you on a little road trip. A paranormal adventure, if you will. Of the great state of misery. Missouri. We're going to start with Missouri's Haunted Route 66. Zombie Road is a thing of legends. Ghost, murder, and tragedy are a few things making this road one of the most haunted in America. A two-mile trail shrouded not only by trees, but also in mystery. Lawler Ford Road, which is known as Zombie Road, located in Wildwood, Missouri, close to St. Louis, has been around for over 150 years. Originally built in the 1860s, the intention of the road was to haul limestone and marble to Glencoe Marble Company. Strange noises were reported to sound in the woods, ones that should not be coming from any woods. After the mining company shut down, many houses were left abandoned, and the road succumbed to overgrowth of weeds and tree roots. The road ends at the Merrimack River, a.k.a. the River of Death. The location of the river has seen many accidents, which is how it got awarded its spookier title. Lawler Ford Road got its trade name back in the 1950s when legends of the road spread like wildfire. It is said that you can still hear old-time music and see moving lights at night. Shadowed figures of children who drowned stand along the hills from the River of Death, making for a nightmarish scene. But that does not explain the name Zombie Road. This name was given to the road from an alleged patient that escaped a local mental institution. The legend goes the patient escaped never to be found again. The only sign that Zombie was in the area was the bloody nightgown found along the road. Zombie lived out his days in one of the many abandoned houses left behind to rot from a time when weekenders would come and stay in the woodsy area. Reports state he would chase after teenagers who were trying to find a secluded location. However, this has since been debunked. No mental institution was ever found to have been in the area, and there are no records of anyone matching the zombie's description. While Zombie might not have been a real mental patient, one of the apparitions that can be seen on the road is very much true. Her name was Della McCullough born Della Hamilton. She married the local justice of the peace and county court judge. In 1876, she was struck by a train after attempting to cross the railroad tracks. Her ghost is said to be seen walking along the tracks in a glowy silhouette. Della was not the only death by train on the road. In the 1970s, a train struck two teens whose body parts were scattered all over the area. Another is a mother and a child walking across the train bridge. A train came down the tracks, trapping them on the bridge. The mother pushed the child off the tracks into the water, who was later saved by the conductor. However, the mother was hit by the train and died. Many teen deaths are a part of the local lore, only adding to the hauntings. A teen boy was climbing on one of the bluffs, lost his footing, and tumbled back down. Only, his face met a tree along the way, leaving his face and scalp to dangle from the branches. It's believed that he was with friends at the time that immediately left, leaving the boy's body to remain at the foot of the hill for days. Another report stated a hunter discovered a Chevy Vega found in the nearby creek with teens inside. There was a hose that was found attached to the exhaust and the interior of the car. This to me suggests some sort of suicide, but it's not clear how many teens were actually found in the car. If those stories do not get your goose pimples going, 
Maybe having an old lady screaming at you from an abandoned house who runs out with a gun in hand might. No one knows who she is, only that she might be one of those witches the locals tell tales about. People who have been confronted by the screaming lady have gone to investigate, never finding a sign that anyone was ever in the area. Many people think that the reason the area is such a hotspot for paranormal activity has to do with those who dwell in the area long before it was discovered by white settlers. It is believed the Native Americans who inhabited the area were part of or like the Cahokia Mound Builders. Cahokia was the largest city built north of Mexico before Columbus supposedly discovered America. There were 120 mounds built in the area just east of St. Louis. The mounds were massive square-bottom flat-topped pyramids. Supposedly, the Native Americans in Cahokia practiced human sacrifice, and it is widely believed that the ground on which Zombie Road was built on was one of the mounds where they would bury those who were sacrificed. Apparitions of Native Americans have been seen. Zombie Road has been paved over and turned into a bike trail. While many people utilize the trail during the day, it has become a hot spot for paranormal seekers during the night. Just be prepared. If you're caught on the trail after dark, you'll be facing a $1,000 fine. So moving to the opposite side of the state on this paranormal road trip, there sits a large brick building on 27 acres of land located in Liberty, Missouri. This ominous building was constructed in the 1900s by the Independent Order of Oddfellows and is now known as the Historic Oddfellows Home District. Of the original buildings on the ground, only three buildings remain. The Administration Building, which is now the Inn and Winery, Old Folks Home, and Nursing Home, along with the former hospital. Bellevue Winery has been the thing of paranormal investigations from such shows as Ghost Hunters, Kindred Spirits, and Ghost Adventures. Travel Channel and Sci-Fi have done this place justice. So when you first roll up to the property, there's the giant winery and inn setting in front of you. This building exudes an ominous presence and it just, it feels wrong from the get-go. So knowing that this place was once an orphanage, with the other buildings being converted into an old folks home, makes this an even more suppressing vibe. The main purpose of the Oddfellows building, when it was first constructed, was to provide shelter for widows and orphans of their members. No real sinister things occurred on site, but life there was definitely not easy. A little history of the Oddfellows. The Fraternal Order was a secret society dating back to 17th century England. They moved the order to America and opened the first lodge in NYC, that's New York City for some of y'all, on December 26, 1806. By 1900, the now Belvoir Winery started construction and continued for over 20 years. There is a lot of secrecy shrouding the order, like most secret societies. Little is known about the order and the rituals, certain symbols that you can see anywhere reflecting the odd fellows are an eye that appears to be emitting some sort of light, skull with crossbones, and three linked chains, and also a hand with a heart in the center. So the estate housed an administration building, elder care facility, hospital, and orphanage. The goal of the Odd Fellows for this project was to provide care for the elderly, indigenous, and orphaned at the turn of the century. The Lime Cooler family purchased the property in 1993 that included the existing buildings and five acres to convert the area into a winery. For the most part, things were fairly quiet with the estate. There were some bumps and noises, but nothing that felt frightening. That was until around 2018-2019, when more reports of people being attacked surfaced. 
People have reported things being thrown, seeing shadowy figures, and disembodied voices. So a little creepy side story is there's a real skeleton on display for the exhibit room dedicated to the Odd Fellows. They call the skeleton George, and he was a member of the Smithville Odd Fellows Lodge. He passed in the 1880s and donated his body to science. He then was returned to the Odd Fellows Lodge per his request and was used as a prop in their rituals that would present the newly initiated with a clear example of their own mortality. Apparently, every initiation at any of the lodges had a skeleton to use in the ceremony, basically to show the aspect of one's own mortality. This, however, was a secret society, so who knows what they were doing up in there. It is reported that there are over 600 bodies buried in the cemetery that's close to the buildings, with possibly 10,000 people who died on site. Now, I couldn't find anything that explained why the buildings would be so haunted. Everything seemed pretty normal. There was one reported suicide by a man that shot himself in the head in one of the rooms of the old folks' home. No reports indicate which room this happened in. The owner, Jesse Limecooler, did state on the episode of Kindred Spirits, which aired in January 2019, that he did witness hands on a doorframe in the old folks' home. They appeared to be coming out of a room, and then the head peeked out into the hallway. Now, he stated this was room 37. The owner also noted that people who go into the nursing home experience a lot of touching, pushing, and voices. Women especially experience a lot of hair touching and pulling. And the nursing facility upstairs is where it is said to be the most unsafe location on the property. Many figures are seen in the hallway. Now, I think one reason why the nursing facility could be so haunted is that they have the morgue directly underneath of it. And this was done so that bodies could be transported off-site with no residents witnessing what was going on. So this winery is a little near and dear to my heart because I actually got to visit this winery. Oh, you went to it when? Yeah. Well, let me tell you a little story. Picture it. Liberty. 2016. My eyes are closed. (laughs) Um, But no, I did really go there. It was for a bachelorette party. I think it was like May or June 2016. We went there for the premise of of drinking some wine. Well, you know. Were you old enough? Well, yeah, I was old enough. Jeez. (laughs) (laughs) Awkward. (laughs) But, you know, there were these big buildings that were just setting out there abandoned. So I'm, I'm curious. I'm a curious cat. Um, I had a friend with me who was also curious, or maybe she was just tagging along. I don't really know. We went up to what what is now that I know was actually the nursing home. Because before all of these episodes aired on this whole winery and how spooky it was and all the paranormal activity, I knew nothing about it. I went there, I was told it was a haunted winery, and that's all I knew. So after actually watching some of these episodes years later, it creeped me out even more because whenever we went in, I probably shouldn't even be saying this right now. It's probably going to get in trouble. But um, the way we got into these buildings was actually a broken out window. (gasps) You guys broke in. It was already broken. We just walked through it. (laughs) Not that bad. Breaking it in. No, it's not. Because there was, like, an older adult with us, too. So, you know. So that made it okay. She should have not led us astray. Yeah. So she gave you permission. It's okay. She didn't work there, but it's okay. (laughs) But so we went in, and 
the it was just the weirdest thing so every single part of it was covered in some sort of debris all the walls had paint just peeling off of it but there was random shit that was left behind so one of the first rooms we entered there were just chairs that were set up kind of like in a circle and some of them were busted out i guess like the local teens or whatever who knows came there and partied there was graffiti everywhere I got brave enough to walk down one of these hallways by myself, which was a terrible idea because as you're walking down this hallway, it just feels like something is going to jump out at you in one of the rooms. And one of the rooms actually had a random bathtub sitting in the middle of the room. Like, are we talking a clawfoot kind of tub? or Like one of those old porcelain ones. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was not connected to a shower. It was like this porcelain tub just hanging out in the middle of the room. And what really I'm upset about right now, I had the video of me walking down this hall because I was too scared to look in the room. So I was using my phone as my eyes. But I guess it freaked me out enough because I do remember I think I deleted it because I'm like, I don't want this bad mojo, Jojo coming back at me. I don't want any energy following me. So I think I did delete it, but it just was really creepy. And the creepiest part of this entire thing Whenever we were walking to the nursing home, which the old folks home and nursing home, I guess, were connected together because I don't remember there being more than three buildings set up, but there was like this little shed looking thing and I walked past it and we had no idea what it was. And my friend and I stopped and I looked at it and spray spray painted on the outside of the door was Jalen. Now, this might not seem weird to a lot of people. Definitely not me. Not yet. Okay. Well, so my middle name is Lynn. And my friend that I was with, her nickname for me is Jalen. And so it said Jalen was here. Just, that is a random name to have spray painted on the outside of the building. Okay. But was it like spelled like Jalen, like a male's name? Or was it spelled J-L-Y-N or L-I-N, however you spell it? J-L-Y-N. Oh, wow. Yeah, so it was pretty close to how I I, I spelled the nickname that she gave me. Um, and apparently after watching these episodes of The Investigators, this little building was actually the morgue. <gasps> yeah. It was just super creepy. Oh, it was no. way too random. Yeah, so I think that's also why I decided to delete the video because I was just like, no. Ain't gonna happen. But um, I hate to say it, I don't think I actually see any of the wine there. I was too busy looking through these abandoned buildings. But if anyone wants to check it out, it's in Liberty, Missouri. They're still open. You can still stay there, still get married. Um, brides oh, are encouraged wow. to actually leave their bouquets with George the Skeleton because he appreciates it. So. I can say I will not be getting married there if I ever get married. Well, it can be on a, one of our destinations of haunted locations that we want to go to. Yeah, we'll definitely have to check that out sometime. But yeah, that's our stories for today. So we did want to follow up with one missing person case. One of the reasons why we started Awkward and Afraid was to give a voice to those who do not have one. Today, we bring you the missing person of Sarah Marshall. Sarah Marshall was last seen or contacted on June 8th of 2021. At the time of her disappearance, she was 18 years old. Her date of birth is April 29th, 2003. She is described as a white female with brown hair and green eyes. Her height was 
5'8", and her weight at the time was 145 pounds. Sarah went missing from Columbia, Missouri. Sarah was last seen in Columbia, Missouri on June 8th of 2021. She is possibly wearing pajamas or unknown colored jeans and a t-shirt. Sarah may be en route to Branson, Missouri and traveling with Ross Chapman. If you have any information regarding Sarah Marshall's whereabouts, please contact the Columbia Police Department at 573-874-7652. Or you can also call the Missing Persons Clearinghouse at 866-362-6422. And as always, if you like this episode, give us five stars on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Or you can follow us on Instagram at Awkward and Afraid Podcast. Follow us over on Facebook at Awkward and Afraid Podcast. Send your stories to us at Awkward and Afraid Podcast at gmail.com. And until next week, you beautiful creatures, bye bye. See you later.